Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 100-93 win against the Boston Celtics. Riker, the Raptors, right back into it. The series is now tied 2-2, and you know, this was the first game of this series that the Toronto Raptors look like the team that we've been all season. Absolutely, Ben, and you love to be the team that brings it back to a tied series, mm -hmm. not the team that mm -hmm. loses it. Momentum is favoring the Raptors, but of course... It's still anyone's, right? It's it's basically mm -hmm. null, but Ben, tonight the defense looked clean, holding Boston Celtics under 100. Some big games, some Pascal Siakam maybe finding his his footing a little bit. This, this one was nice. This is a well-earned win. Yeah, for sure. The Toronto Raptors, they, the ball was flowing. The defense, outside of a couple stretches, particularly in the first half, the defense was on a string, playing solid basketball, keeping the Celtics to 93 points, which is great to see. And, yeah, the threes were going down for really the first time in this series. Fred Van Vliet was cooking. Lowry, uh, the only person who really struggled from three was Pascal. Well, we'll get into that later. But the first player we do have to break down is the guy that's really been the Raptors' savior the past two games, Kyle Lowry. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, filling up the stat sheet, doing all the dirty plays, getting underneath the Boston Celtics' skin. This, this man just makes winning plays, Riker. Well, the most important stats not on the box sheet. Three charges drawn, Ben. His mm -hmm. scoring output, that first 11 points came in the first three, four minutes of the game and then kind yep. of dropped off. But what he did down the stretch of this basketball team, steadying it, steals, drawing that charge, especially that charge against Jason Tatum when the game was close, he he needs to play 46 minutes per game, Ben. <laughs> he needs to be out there for the entire second half. He is the moral leader. He is the the leader, the actual leader. He He is everything that this team needs to win a game. Well, you bring up the, the minutes. You bring up the minutes in this one. And, you know, but Mike Budenhoser for the Milwaukee Bucks has been flamed for not playing Giannis over 33 or 35 minutes per game, saying that he, he sticks to his guns or whatever, his rotation. But Nick Nurse has said, you know, that's, that's not the case with this Raptors team. Pascal Siakam with 46 minutes in this one. Lowry, 44. Fred Van Vliet, 45. And there's only one night in between each game, so... That might be a little bit worrisome, but the team does not look tired. They don't look fatigued at all, and you know we kind of alluded to it at the start. Pascal Siakam did look like he had a bounce-back game in this one. Struggled from 3, 2 of 13 from the 3-point line, but 23 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and actually posted up this game, Riker. He went to the rim when Brown was on him. He didn't. He stayed away from Smart, but I think everyone would agree. You, you don't really want to post up Smart. It's similar to people shouldn't post up Kyle Lowry, but everyone else, Siakam was sort of seeking them out, particularly after the first quarter, and the Raptors' offense really was aided in Siakam, not even hitting all of the shots, just playing like Pascal Siakam. All right, give me, give me one moment to defend Pascal Siakam, starting right now. He did a good job in exploiting the matchup against Jalen Brown. Credit to him. Mm -hmm. And if we play Pascal Siakam like a big man, he will be effective in this series. Because as we said before the series even started, the Boston Celtics compared to the Raptors are undersized. And that's when Siakam looked at his best. They have the ability to keep up with him when, when Siakam's out on the perimeter and he's trying to do his dribble moves because it's guards that are defending him. But you throw yep. him down to that low post... He has the ability to get his shot. 
So that's me defending Pascal Siakam. Actually, and also me defending him, if the Raptors are so lucky to win this series, knock on wood, we're going to have some choice words for Paul Pierce, for Charles Barkley, who is normally one of the big Raptors supporters that jump bandwagon so quick. We're, we're going to have some <laughs> choice words for the haters. But Ben, me not defending Pascal Siakam here for a second, you cannot go <laughs> career high in three-point attempts. <laughs> you are ice cold from beyond the arc so cold that even antarctica would be like bro you're you're way too cold to be down here that i took big opposition to that tonight (laughs) antarctica would be like bro (laughs) anyways (laughs) i like that quote but the I, i see where you're coming from obviously siakam took a lot of threes but he was open on a lot of them and he looked confident. We saw him a lot in a, the first three games of the series, really, just not when he did take a threes, because he did take a lot, just shoot them hesitating, you know, not having that usual flow to his three-point jumper. All of them, even though they didn't go in tonight, a lot of them, they looked they looked like they were in rhythm. They looked like a regular Pascal Siakam shooting three, the ones he was hitting at the beginning of the season, before the bubble, and... You know, maybe getting in a rhythm, going to the rim, and a lot of them, once he was making those drives, there were little heat checks, right? He'd do a little post-up, he'd he'd make a shot in the paint, then he'd get an open three. So, I don't really mind a lot of the shots he took. A couple of them were, were weird ones, I'd say two or three, but the rest of them I was fine with. But I, I'm happy to see a, a confident Pascal Siakam on the basketball court. But Ben, he was 8 for 10 from inside the perimeter tonight. 8 for 10. Mm-hmm. Get, t- take yeah. more shots in the in the inside. Take post up more often. Drive more often. Right. I don't like it when he gets out of control and that and that sort of dominates his game. But at the same time, you can't be trying to extend when when you're that inefficient. I think he was 15 percent from three tonight. So I agree with what you're saying. The confidence definitely seemed to be there. But if you are getting attempt after attempt at finishing in a make doing one thing, stick to that one thing. You know, be be a big man for a series. It won't hurt you. Yeah, no, I agree. Siakam needs to assert himself down low, and that's obviously essential for him to get his game going. But when he's hitting threes, too, he's the whole package. So it's a little bit of a conundrum, but we'll see what happens there. OG, uh, well, we have a couple of guys we got to talk about outside the, the main players. Fred had a solid game tonight, 17 points, hit five threes again. It was weird to see him struggle in the, the first couple, knocking down those deep balls when he was getting mostly open looks. But Steph Curry, Splash Mountain, Serge Ibaka really just set the tone, especially at the start of this one. 18 points, 7 rebounds, a a ferocious block. But, Riker, why is Serge Ibaka only playing 22 minutes and Marcus Gasol is playing 26? If if Siakam and Lowry and Fred are getting in the high 40s, Serge got to at least be in the mid-30s with the way he's been playing the series. Ben, the plus-minus doesn't always tell a story. Because you can have a guy that goes out there with a worse lineup, and that affects it. But the plus-minus for Serge and Ibaka does tend to tell a story because they're usually swapped out one for one. And with the tight rotation, you can basically say they'd have equal impact because they're going to be guarding similar guys. They're both going to be the person that's running that high pick and roll, setting the screen. They're going to be the guy that you know, is going to be either trying to attack the basket or get offensive rebounds or primarily doing the box outs. You look at that plus-minus tonight, and although Marcus Gasol struggled with foul troubles, plus-7 for Marcus Gasol, whereas it was an even zero for Serge Ibaka. So his entire 23 minutes playing tonight, 
the Raptors and the Celtics, they broke even in score. To me, that does tell you something because while you get that offensive contribution for him, maybe the defense does weaken a little bit when your five or your defensive anchor is Serge Ibaka. Not to say he's not an, a, a credible defender and he's he's not able to get those box outs, but for all of Marcus Gasol's offensive shortcomings, you do have to say that this guy, he does positioning really well. He does contest a lot of shots without having to jump. So that, that, that'll be my defense of Marcus Gasol and of Nick Nurse playing him a little more heavily in the rotation where Serge Ibaka is still play, clearly playing like he deserves it. I see where you're coming from. Obviously, Gasol does all the little things and stuff, but from the eye test, from the game, from the box score numbers, Serge Ibaka has clearly been the better player, and plus-minus is a great thing to look at over the course of a season when you have a large sample size, but as you mentioned, during the stretch of a game, Gasol played mostly with the starters, played mostly with Lowry. I guess everyone on the court played mostly with Lowry, Fred, and Siakam because they didn't come off the court, but during the main stretches of the game when the, the Raptors were locked in, Gasol was on the court, and I don't think he had the the greatest of impacts on that. Obviously, he's passing at five assists tonight, which was a, a nice thing to see. Had a nice shot at the end there, but the spacing that Serge provides, they're not even guarding Marcus All on the offensive end right now. If we have Serge Ibaka out there for 10 more minutes... Right, 10 extra minutes, 15 extra minutes, even if him and Gasol share the court at times. The the three-point spacing when where he's just been on fire in games one, two, and four, right? It, it's so essential to opening up the court for Lowry drives, Fred drives, Norm drives, Siakam drives, all, all these players, right? And that spacing, he's more mobile of a defender. He's definitely, no one can, even though Gasol is probably the better positioner, because uh, Sergi Baca's ability to get up and block shots and be more mobile, I think it's more effective against this Boston Celtics team, especially where they're a bunch of small guards, where they're not running into Marcus Gasol like a guy like Giannis or Embiid would be, where Gasol was so valuable last year. So even though, obviously, the plus-minus is something to look at, it's tough to see game-to-game you know, it's specific games to make it tell the whole story. And I think Serge Ibaka, he needs he needs to at least be getting more minutes than Gasol, in my opinion. I, but see, it does tell you a story because it, it tells you that while maybe it's a better offensive lineup while Serge Ibaka is out there, the Celtics are also scoring more when Serge Ibaka is the five. So you can say that, and I would definitely agree that if the, on a switch, Serge Ibaka has to come out and guard a perimeter player, because we see him often having to defend Kemba Walker, he does a much better job, right? But overall, when the ball is coming into the paint, Marcus Gasol as that person that's coming up to alter shots, to block shots, to contest shots, it seems like he does a more effective job. And I, I would assume from watching the game and having that plus seven, that would be the reason that he has the better plus minus is because it's a better defensive unit that's out there when Marcus All is leading the five. But at the same time, we're going to see as this series progresses, and especially if Marcus All is not looking to score. I mean, I think it was tolerable to have him out there in the last game because he had, you know, over ten points. He was rolling. He was looking for a shot. But I think when he's when he doesn't even eye up the basket when he catches it, uh, to me, that's when he becomes unplayable. Because you're right, he becomes a null. He's he's neutralized, and the defense doesn't even have to worry about him. Yeah, and while his rim protection is obviously because of his positioning is great, Serge Ibaka's rebounding has just been another level to Gasol's this series. And 
I do think is intimidating on guys like Kemba and stuff is a bit better, but let us know in the comment section below. Who would you guys rather see get more minutes now going forward in the series, Ibaka Gasol? But a couple, one player that I do want to give credit to, and he doesn't really do it in the box score ever, but OG Ananobi, 11 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 blocks, but the moments OG had in this game were just something, something to behold. He, he had some great stops, some clutch rebounds, some drives that were beautiful. And even if he missed the layup, they, they were drives where he drew so many defenders that ended up getting being an easy offensive rebound and dunk for another player, whether it be Serge or Gasol down there. So I, I'm just really impressed with how OG Anobi has played in this series. Yeah, because sometimes it goes back and forth. Would you rather have Norm or OG? But this series... OG has just been miles ahead, even though he's not putting, he's not mm. pouring in points necessarily. He does everything right, and everything right as that fourth, fifth option. When it comes to him, he's ready to score, he's ready to do the right thing. And Ben, before we go into the segments, I also want to talk about, we need to also mention the Celtics. You know, we haven't even mentioned, brought up a single player. They struggled from <laughs> three tonight. Wait, the, who? Yeah. The, the Celtics? <laughs> what are the Celtics? But Ben, the Raptors held an amazing Eastern Conference team to under 100 points. So the Raptors did a number on defense tonight. They did a fantastic job. With that being said, they also shot 20% as a team from three, the Celtics. And their their best mm. shooters, their Kemba Walkers, one for six. Marcus Smart, one for six. Jason Tatum, one for six. Um, what's his name? Brown was like one for 11 or something like that. Two so, for 11, yeah. yeah. Two for 11. So... I don't expect that the Raptors, same thing that we were saying in game one, you know, yeah, the de- the Boston Celtics defense is good, but realistically the Raptors are just missing shots on their own accord. You could say the same thing about tonight's game. So I'd expect that the- it's going to be a little more competitive from here on out because you can't bank on them missing so many shots. But overall, tonight's defensive effort against the Celtics was amazing from the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, for sure. I think tonight we did a really good job at guarding Tatum and Smart's threes, but I think at early on, we really got in Jalen Brown's head, and then we let him sort of get a few open ones down the stretch, which you usually see Jalen Brown make. And same thing with Kemba Walker. Fred Van Vliet was the, the main matchup on Kemba to start this one. Got really pesky. We know how Fred Van Vliet is on the, in the front court, guarding the back, other team's best backcourt player. We saw in the NBA Finals with Steph Curry last year, but got inside to him at the start, and then... As the game goes along, obviously, you're going to end up getting open shots, and they missed a couple. So I, I think the Raptors' defense did a number on Smart and Tatum. Just I didn't see many really nice open looks for those guys, but definitely expect to see Kemba, maybe Jalen Brown, knock down a couple more. I completely agree with you. But, Riker, let's swing into the segments. We're about 15 minutes into this podcast, and tonight, the spicy pea lay of the day. I don't know if you have one in mind, Riker, but the one for me... You know, rarely do you get to see rebounds as a spicy play of the day, but OG Ananobi was down and down low on the offensive end, and the ball just went flying up. It looked like it was 20 feet in the air. OG, with that extension, just rose up, and it looked like, obviously he didn't, in one of the other camera angles, it looked a lot less cool, but from the, the main camera angle, it looked like he jumped 20 feet grabbed the ball over three guys and got an offensive rebound and finished it back up. That was just, that was a phenomenal rebound from OG Ananobi. Yeah, and I would say that the Raptors are not a good offensive rebounding team. They don't seem to put a lot of concentration into specifically offensive rebounding. And that's mm-hmm. where I'd give Serge Ibaka the plus one against Marcus All because he's always in there. He's always fighting for that offensive rebound. And I want to give him mm-hmm. my my spicy play of the day 
because he had a block. I'm bringing it all the way back to the first quarter, I think, maybe the second oh, yeah. quarter. A block on Tice, who was all the way above the rim, almost about to finish a dunk, and Serge swatted away, did not foul him whatsoever, and gave the good old no, 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 no finger wag. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, no, that that was a that was an exciting play as well. But not all plays can be the spicy play of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, geez." Riker, do you have no geez in mind? My OGs, Ben, I I don't agree with that late game challenge. Who was it off? Kyle Lowry, Jason Tatum. My thought was, if there's not enough evidence to overturn a call, then it stays yep. with what the call was. So I get you could say it's overturning it by calling it out at the same time. To me, that should have been there wasn't enough evidence to say that it was definitely off of Lowry. It's still Raptors ball. And then jumping it up in the middle with a full new shot clock. I mean, obviously the play didn't have any negative outcome, but uh, I, I didn't really like the way that that was handled. Yeah, did Nick Nurse even use the challenge tonight? He did not. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for Nick Nurse to throw one out there maybe at the end of the game, but but didn't put out there, but I'm in complete agreement with you. And that's what happens. That's what happens in a game. If it's inconclusive, you call a jump ball. But I don't, I didn't think you could just review it and then call it inconclusive. You're supposed to go with the call on the floor. But yeah, that, that was a, that was a really weird thing to look at, but I guess, uh, yeah, that's, that's how the refs go. But finally the infamous, the one, the only Damari Carroll gold star award. I was going to throw it out to the, the Boston Celtics three point shooting as they shot 20%. Expect that to turn around. But do you have one in mind? Uh, no, not in particular, Ben. Yeah, I guess one thing we could talk about is the bench for the Raptors. Like, obviously, Norman Powell and Serge Ibaka are going to get minutes. We've said that from the jump, but we put so much emphasis. I think we made probably three or four different videos in the, the extended offseason about who would be that eighth man. And Nick Nurse says, scrap all that content. <laughs> We're only going to be rocking seven players. Yeah. You know, we saw Matt Thomas play three minutes in this one. And surprisingly... You know, got an offensive rebound, played some solid defense, got hit with a really weird foul, but only three minutes for Matt Thomas. No hustle man chap, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, no Chris Boucher, no TD, right? TD played every single game this regular season. He only has had his first non-played games or zero-minute games in the playoffs. So, real, real surprising to see Nurse just go complete seven cutoff, but we've been winning games with it. Well, Terrence Davis or Boucher should be getting minutes, not Matt Thomas, because for what Matt Thomas can do, it's great. He's a threat. But the Boston Celtics are worried about the Raptors three-point shooting anyways. They're they're guarding guys pretty tightly out on the perimeter. And Matt Thomas, he went out there, good defense against Kemba Walker, didn't foul him on a three-point shot. Next possession, gets the offensive rebound, but then subsequently jacks up a bad corner three and then fouls Marcus Smart there on the other end. That's why he's unplayable in this series. Terrence Davis, better athleticism. He can defend a little bit better. Not as good of a shooter, obviously, but he can do more things. He's a little bit more dynamic. Chris Boucher, we know what he's all about. Uh, I guess I guess Nick Nurse just doesn't want to take the risk of putting a, an unexperienced guy out there. But if we want to see run, to me, it's not from Matt Thomas. Yeah, I, I'm surprised at the Boucher thing. I'm really surprised Boucher is not... Has he even seen the floor in the series in non-garbage time? Because... I think he got a little two-minute stretch in game two or something, but the way Gasol sort of is getting... He's doing good at rim protecting, but in the pick-and-roll, especially with Kemba, I feel like Boucher might be our best pick-and-roll defender from a, a small ball center position. I feel like that could be very valuable. And knocking down threes, Gasol hasn't made a shot, a three-point shot against the Boston Celtics all season long. We've played probably, what is it, seven games now, eight games against the Celtics. So 
don't know. I, I'm surprised Boucher hasn't gotten an opportunity, like a proper one, over five minutes or something. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. But you know what? I trust Nick Nurse as long as the rest, the outcome is winning, as long as that recipe mm-hmm. is leading to to W's on the on the statue or on the box score or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If, if, if it does start going in the other direction, I, I think that we need to see those guys play a little bit. But I'm not the coach. I'm not coach of the year in the NBA or anything like that, Ben. All faith in Masai and Nick Nurse. That's that's all we have to say as Raptors fans. But you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Riker and I have been on the halftime live stream shows, so definitely check those out. Those are a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, any last words, Riker? That's it for me, Ben. Cheers.